Hi, this is Kim Dixon, and welcome back to Weber County's Greatest Generation podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about Major Floyd Pell, who was born in Ogden and has an incredible story. It's one of the first stories that I researched, and I really think that they should turn it into a movie. Floyd Joaquin Pell was born in Ogden on December 29, 1913, to Wesley and Gertrude Pell. He had an older sister, Barbara, and younger twin brothers, Charles and Robert. They lived on 321 20th Street, just west of where the America First drive through is today. His dad was a locomotive engineer for the railroad. He attended Ogden City Schools, and the paper reported he had a lead role in the Grant Elementary operetta of the Princess of Poppyland. He was patrol leader for Boy Scout Troop 6 and took piano lessons from Myrtle Philpot. At Ogden High School, he was in the Carpet DM Club and played on the football team. He also played football for Weber College, and in December of 1932, he accompanied the Wildcat team as they sailed to Honolulu to play in a Shriners charity game against a Hawaii team, McKinley High School. Al Warden, the Standard Examiner's sports reporter, said, The team displayed unusual form for their first drill, and their chances to do big things Saturday are good. But their luck didn't hold out, and they lost 13-0 to zero before a crowd of 15,000. In September of 1932, the Standard reported that Floyd Pell had been named second alternate to an appointment to West Point. In October of 1932, the paper reported again, Floyd Pell, a former student, has received an appointment to Annapolis. On the strength of his grades from Ogden High School and Weber College, we should feel justly honored to have a student from Ogden High School advance to such a high position. We congratulate him. Then, on January 29, 1933, an article read, Pell enters West Point. Floyd Pell will enter the United States Military Academy at West Point in June. Floyd was the eighth performer at the City League outfit last year and has played important reserve roles at Ogden High and Weber College. Pell's basketball and football ability should be given ample opportunity for fuller expression at the Army. In June of 1933, in the Here and There column, it quotes Floyd Pell, Weber College athlete may be wearing the moleskins for the Army one of these days when the Army meets Navy. Pell, incidentally, is an all-around athlete. So I had to look up what moleskins were because I didn't know, and apparently back in the day, the helmets were made out of moleskins. He left on June 25, 1933, and the article reads, Floyd J. Pell, son of Mr. and Mrs. W. O. Pell of 321 20th, will leave today at 1135 to enter the United States Military Academy at West Point, New York, on July 1st. Al Warden reported on July 16, 1933, Floyd Pell, colorful, all-around athlete, has enrolled at West Point. Pell gained his early experience at Ogden High and Weber College. This chap has fine possibilities. On July 21st, another article, Pell assigned to Academy Company. According to word from West Point, New York, Floyd J. Pell, who was sworn in as a cadet on July 1st, has been assigned to the 6th Company by Major General W.D. Connor, Superintendent. The total strength of the class is 415. For the next six weeks, Pell and his classmates will receive an intensive course of instruction in various military subjects, including both drills and lectures. Early in August, the class will be absorbed into the Corps of Cadets and will participate in the impressive parades which are held daily. 
In the middle of August, the new cadets will take a five-day practice march through the foothills of the Catskills, southwest of West Point. During the march, they will live in shelter tents and eat from rolling kitchens. Pell entered West Point last July as an appointee of Congressman Don B. Colton and immediately enrolled in football. He is a backfield player and early in the season was chosen as captain of the freshman team. He performed for two years at Weber College and was one of the fastest backs ever developed under the guidance of Marion Stevenson coach. Pell had a splendid season in the fall of 1931, but was suffering from a bad lake which handicapped his activity. He made the trip to Honolulu with the Weber team and played in the game there. Floyd played halfback for the purple and white, but his keen football knowledge and ability to diagnose the enemy's weak spots caused Stevenson to send him in at quarterback at various times. In addition, he played guard on the basketball squad and is hoping to win a berth on the West Point Five this winter. On November 28th, Floyd played in the Army-Navy game at Municipal Stadium in Philadelphia. Army defeated the midshipmen 28-6. On December 24th, the paper reported the Children's Aid Society was today in receipt of a $100 check. The article quoted Major L.D. Warsham as recognition of those cadets who took part in the Army-Navy football game. A contribution is being made to a charitable relief organization in the hometown of each of those men. Cadet Floyd J. Pell of Ogden was one of our varsity players and has designated your organization as the recipient of this contribution. Therefore, I am pleased to forward you the enclosed check for $100 in the hope that it may assist you in your work. Mrs. Pell was a member of the society and just an FYI, that check would be worth a little bit over $1,500 today. On May 30th, it was reported that a luncheon had been held in honor of Mrs. W.D. Pell, who with her husband and twin sons, Robert and Charles, will leave June 1st for West Point to attend the graduation exercises of their son, Floyd, on June 12th. Another article headlined, Floyd J. Pell will be graduated June 12th from the U.S. Military Academy. He was one of 299 who will be awarded a second lieutenant position. The paper continued, Pell entered West Point after receiving an appointment from Senator S. Goldsboro from Maryland. He graduated from Ogden High School and was at Weber College for two years before entering the Military Academy. He stands in the first half of his class academically and has held the grades of Sergeant and Supply Sergeant in the Cadet Corps. In athletics, he participated in football, basketball, baseball, winning a monogram and numerals in football. He will be commissioned in the cavalry and will be detailed to the Air Corps. He left with the nickname of Slugger. After spending some time in Ogden with his parents during the summer, he left on September 9, 1937 for Shepherd Field in San Antonio, Texas. The next time he's mentioned in the paper is on June 10, 1940. Officer arrives on bomber to visit. Lieutenant Floyd Pell of the Army Air Corps was in Ogden today on a leave of absence, which will continue for several days. He is visiting his parents, Mr. and Mrs. W.O. Pell, at 321 20th. Lieutenant Pell arrived afternoon by bomber, direct from his station at Marchfield, California. So that is the end of his story in the Standard Examiner for a while. We're going to pick up the story again on November 17, 1941, when a B-18 touched down in Darwin, carrying four officers. 
the recently promoted Major Pell was one of them. He was under direct orders from General Douglas MacArthur to study the concept of using Darwin for refueling planes before flying to the Philippines in the event that further Japanese hostilities would prevent using the current route. In the book, Every Day a Nightmare, American Pursuit Pilots in Defense of Java, it says, highly regarded 29-year-old Pell, a Mormon from Ogden, Utah, and 1937 graduate of West Point, has been selected for this mission. Then everything changed when Japan attacked. The bombing of Darwin, Australia on February 19, 1942 was the first and the largest attack that was mounted by Japan against mainland Australia, where four Japanese aircraft carriers launched a total of 188 aircraft from a position in the Timor Sea. And this is the story told by an Australian um, military website. On February 19, 1942, Darwin would have been without any defense if 10 P-40 Kitty Hawks of the U.S. 33rd Pursuit Squadron, led by Major Floyd Pell, had not turned back from their flight to Kupang Airfield in West Timor due to bad weather. Five of these aircrafts landed while the remaining five stayed in the air, and just as the five planes landed, Japanese fighter planes, Zeros, were spotted in the air. After landing, Major Pell dropped his belly gas tank before immediately taxiing down the runway to lead his team back into the air. He managed to take off, but about 10 miles northeast of the airfield, a zero dove on him, firing continually into his tail. Pell opened his canopy and parachuted from his aircraft at about 40 feet. But the parachute did not have time to open. Pell's body landed in a hard clay about 328 yards from where his plane had crashed. Warrant Officer Leon Bushby of the 19th Machine Gun Battalion saw where he fell. He identified him from a small book that Pell kept in his chest pocket. They took Pell's body to the hospital and laid it among others who had been killed in the attack, and he was later identified by his crewmates. A few weeks earlier, he had sent his last will and testament to his father in Utah and said, don't show this to mom and don't open it unless you're notified of a casualty, but then nothing will ever happen to me, signed the slug. Five days later, the Standard Examiner reported Major Floyd J. Pell, U.S. Army Air Corps, son of Mr. and Mrs. W. O. Pell, was killed in defense of his country, a war telegram to his parents announced on Tuesday. Major Pell was killed February 19th in the Pacific area. He was born in Ogden, December 29, 1913. He was an outstanding athlete, having played halfback on the West Point football team during his attendance at the academy, and was a halfback on the 1932 Weber College team that traveled to Hawaii. Surviving are his parents, twin brothers, Lieutenant Robert T. and Charles Pell, both on active duty with the U.S. Air Corps, and a sister, Miss Barbara Pell, San Francisco. There was another article in the paper that day. It said, another Ogden boy, Major Floyd Pell, has been killed in action. Just lately, he telephoned his mother from Australia and expressed his love and affection. He was the finest type of a young man, and his death is a community of sorrow. These tragedies bring home the seriousness of this war in which we have not yet started. We are paying a big price and will pay a bigger price, but it is better to resist than to be reduced to the vassals of Japan or any other aggressor nation. 
Major Pell was at first buried in a cemetery by the airfield, and later when the cemetery was moved, they moved his body to a military cemetery in Darwin, and even later, they moved his body to the West Point Cemetery. So this is an amazing story of a local boy, but it's not the end of the story. At the time of his death, he was engaged to 2nd Lieutenant Juanita Redman, a nurse at the Sternberg General Hospital in Manila. At the time, she was in charge of 69 nurses. Her story is another amazing journey. She was with the American troops in the Philippines when Japan attacked them on December 8th. She was there during the early battles, and she moved with the American troops when they moved west, first to the Bataan Peninsula and then to Corregidor. She is with the group of nurses that are held as the Angels of Bataan. She was evacuated with seven others before the Bataan Death March in April of 1942. A national AP article in the Standard Examiner, written from Allied headquarters in Melbourne, was headlined, Grave of Ogden Hero, Visited by the Darling of Bataan Nurses. And here's the article. They endured a hell of a shot and shell from Luzon to Bataan to Corregidor. Being women, they were scared, but they held their heads high, and perhaps never, since Florence Nightingale created their order, have women tended the war wounded more gallantly than nine U.S. Army nurses just arrived here from the Philippines. Most of them were evacuated under bombardment at least four times. One saw her list of patients grow from one to 7,000. Nearly all had the inevitable soldier sweetheart only to lose them through death or reassignment to distant places. All suffered personal hardships that broke many a man during the last desperate days on Bataan and Corregidor. They at last found haven after a perilous 5,000-mile evacuation flight by Navy patrol bomber from Corregidor. The darling of the nurses is 2nd Lieutenant Juanita Redmond from Swansea, South Carolina. Her first act on arrival was to visit the grave of her late fiancé, Major Floyd Slugger Pell of Ogden. They were separated early in the Philippines campaign after Pell was assigned to Australia with a picked group of airmen. He died when his P-40 was shot down during one of the early savage battles over Darwin. Juanita was cited for helping the overworked doctor's staff on Bataan, where she lanced many a gangrenous limb. She will return home soon carrying a memento, Pell's Air Corps wings that his group commander saved for her. After leaving Australia, the nurses went to San Francisco, where Mrs. Pell and her sister were waiting to greet her. Juanita said of the meeting, I think I was able to give them some comfort. They didn't even know how he had died. Nurse Redmond and a 28-year-old West Point graduate who earned the nickname Slugger during his football days at Army met in June of 1940. They were both stationed in the Philippines for over a year and a half. She was on the Bataan Peninsula, however, when Major Pell was killed. She said, we didn't hear about it until a month later, but when we did, it swept the peninsula. He was so well known. His death was a loss not only to his family and to me, but to his country as well. I don't think he can be replaced. He was a wonderful boy. You can't say anything about him that would be too good. The newspaper article continues that the Army shares her opinion is evidenced by the fact that a camp in Australia already has been named for Pell, and the Air Force has announced plans to name an airfield in his memory. She later co-authored a book called I Served on Bataan, 
and which a movie was based on called So Proudly We Hell, starring Claudette Colbert. Over the next few years, she visited the Pells a couple of times in Ogden until she remarried. She spent the rest of her career as an army nurse. So going back to Major Pell, the Australian military reported that he was posthumously awarded the Distinguished Cross by General MacArthur, but I could not confirm that anywhere. In April of 1943, it was reported that Hill Air Force Base held a formal award ceremony. It read the ceremony Thursday afternoon was the first formal award ceremony ever held on the base. Major Floyd J. Pell's parents received his Distinguished Service Cross and the Order of the Purple Heart. The citation partially read Major Pell's unquestionable valor in aerial combat at the cost of his life is in keeping with the highest traditions of the military service and reflects great credit upon himself, the Far East Air Force, and the United States Army Air Force. So this is the story of our remarkable Major Pell, and I didn't think that it could be any more incredible until later on when I was researching another Weber County boy. And so next week we will be talking about Lieutenant Richard Pingree, another member of the 33rd Pursuit Squadron. So please join me. Thank you.